Hello and welcome to Punt Counterpunt, the pretend debate show for real magic cards. This time we're heading to the Lost Caverns uh, 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 of... Before we do anything, listen up. This is the final PPR of 2023, which makes this the last punt counterpunt of the year. And to say you three have gone completely off the rails these past few episodes would be a tremendous understatement. Last time I checked, you've turned into Phyrexians, you've traveled the multiverse, you've killed Nelson numerous times, and most importantly, your art budget has ballooned by over 400%. I agree, James. I think it was important that we increased the art budget. That is not what you're supposed to take away from that. Of course not. I don't want to take anything away. Just do a normal episode. You know, like you used to. Can we still kill Nelson? Hey. No. Do you remember when this show was about comparing two cards against each other so we had five minutes to switch over our guests? Just do that. Mm, That's not how I remember it. No. No. You Rashomon last episode. You guys are not allowed to Rashomon again. You have Rashomon several times. Oh, wait. No. no way. We only Rashomon once. Yeah, I think you might be getting confused with the episode where we created so many multiples of ourselves, we crashed existence. How many meetings does it take to make this show? And do you actually care about any of the card comparisons, or do you just try to figure out what your inane story is going to be and then just shoehorn anything in here as long as it works? Like three or four max. Five if we have to do reshoots. One of those meetings is just about seeing what's good in Highlander. It's all about the vibes, James. Start the episode. Hello and welcome to Punt Counterpunt, the show where it exists. Today, Nelson is arguing for Bone Splitter, and Wheeler will be on the side of Dire Flail. Begin. Hey, it's Bone Splitter. You've probably heard of it if you've ever played a game of Magic the Gathering. This is basically the first equipment ever. They broke the mold on the first try. Only one man at a cast, only one man at a equip, adding two power, you know, the relevant number in the bottom right. Frankly, it's still a banger. You often play this card because it's just so efficient. Wheeler, your card costs red. Tell us about why that could possibly touch my card. Yeah, uh, Dire Flail is also a bone splitter. Uh, There is some downside in casting it because it requires red, but it can craft with an artifact to become an even more powerful equipment. And uh, when you do that, it becomes a, a bigger bone splitter. Although I guess it's not really a bone splitter at that point. It's more of a Butcher's Cleaver. I mean, Butcher's Cleaver has other text, but this has other text, too. Um, It's a flail. Like, the art's like a flail. Hey, Wheeler, your argument sounds like it's headed for an epic flail. Boom. Oh, I'm roasted. Yeah. Just like a red mage. Yeah, we're comparing cards. Hey, I was thinking about cards recently, and I thought, which lands can cast Bone Splitter? Okay. Mountain, for one. We've got okay, that mountain. one in common. You know, Dire Flail, you can cast with Mountain as well. I was going to say, not to interrupt, but Dire Flail is indeed a card you can cast um, with Mountain. Um, island? A, a basic Island? Uh, sure. Kathleen, yeah. this is boring. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I know. I know. This show is supposed to be a spirited debate. How can we do that if we're only allowed to talk about two cards? Yeah. I see. I know you want us to stay on topic, but unless we can really get down to the depths of this discussion and find those rich veins of humor, this show doesn't work. Uh, 
fine, but no bits, just different cards. Your respect for my creative process is noted and appreciated. Thank you, James. Well, audience, what did you think about Bone Splitter and Dire Flail? Who cares? We're going to talk about different cards. Hey, Wheeler, abandon your Dire Flail. You are now arguing for Excavator. And Nelson, put down that bone splitter because you're now arguing for Brass's Tunnel Grinder. Okay. Now debate in the true punt-counterpunt style. Wheeler, before we were so rudely interrupted there, I actually thought you acquitted yourself fairly well of arguing for a red artifact card, which is why I'd like to talk about Brass's Tunnel Grinder. For 200 red, you get a legendary artifact with an enter to the battlefield effect similar to Wheel of Fortune. You have to discard any number of cards so you could still keep your favorite if you want it and then draw that many cards plus one look it even replaces itself i'm sold let's go for a ride like this i want to find out where this drill is headed have you ever wanted to give a creature a land walk ability for the cost of a single basic land i know i haven't but many players do an excavator is the right card for that land walk is such a broken ability that they've gotten rid of it entirely. And sacrificing lands is such an unpopular ability that they've gotten rid of it entirely. You know, I think my favorite thing about Excavator is that if you already have a Brass's Tunnel Grinder, it'll let you descend every turn. It's got that going for it. Meanwhile, back to my card, though. At the beginning of your end step, if there's three or more boar crowners, you get to remove them and transform it, and it transforms into Tekatlan, the Searing Rift, that allows you to discover every turn that you cast a permanent spell with the mana from it. This is a lot of card. It's just a molten river of value. Well, Nelson, Excavator isn't the only tool that I have in my arsenal. In fact, I got a whole team behind me, a goblin digging team. This powerhouse of a magic card comes all the way from the dark and has a one mana one one that can sacrifice itself to destroy target wall. I actually, this is terrible at digging. These poor goblins are all going to get us killed, but your walls are going to be screwed, dude. You will not have any stability. So you're going to keep digging, but it's going to start crashing in on you pretty soon. Yeah, you know what? I'm for this. I don't need any walls. I'm just going to stick to this tunnel grinder and ride it all the way down to Value Town. You want to talk free spells, Nelson? You want to talk free spells? What about Caven, the original free spell? Nobody look that up because it doesn't matter. I could even pitch your brass's tunnel grinder and dome you out and every creature you got on your board. Hatred to pyrokinesis aside, I think you'll find that there's a new Caven from Lost Caverns of Ixalan that's even more exciting than your ancient relic of free spells. And it's called Calamitous Caven. Why? You know, for three and a red, this sorcery could deal any number of damage to creatures and planeswalkers, not just two. Although two whoa, would be whoa, the whoa, number Whoa, 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 no, I said no bits. This is clearly a bit. There's background noises. Don't think I don't notice all this animation. All right, I said no bits. Shut it down. We started talking about Caven. Sorry, what was that? Huh. Fell down a hole, hey? Well, people will like that. What can I say? I know our audience. And I know that you said no bits, but we can't have a really funny show unless we also have a really funny bit. And luckily for you, now that we're down in these beautifully drawn Lost Caverns Vixalon that truly justify the increased art budget, we're not going to find any old bit down here, James. No, no, we're going to find the greatest bit in punt-counter-punt history. Has the word bit lost all meaning to everybody else as well at this point? That's what you put on the end of a drill, right? To me, it means commitment. 
So let's double down on our commitment to this bit and go explore some caves, shall we? Wheeler, you tell us why Captivating Cave is the best cave. And Nelson, you're going to argue for Cave of Temptation. Which cave is the best cave? Cave! Uh, I mean begin. Hey, thanks, Kathleen. I'd like to talk about Modern Horizons Cave of Temptation. A land that comes in untapped, adds a colorless, can filter for one mana to get a mana of any color, and for four mana you can tap and sacrifice it to put two plus one plus one counters on target creature, only as a sorcery. Now, you could use those plus one, plus one counters to deal more damage to your opponent or maybe target a phantasmal image. Who knows? Hey, Kathleen. Thanks for letting me talk about Lost Caverns of Ixalan All-Star Captivating Cave. It is better than Cave of Temptation in every way, shape, and form. Why is that? Because it does the exact same thing, except it's a cave and it's newer, so it's got to be better. You know what, Wheeler? My card is legal in Modern, Legacy, Vintage, and Commander. So is my card? My, so, yeah, so is my card. Wheeler, every time I talk about my card, I get to say the word temptation. Don't you feel yourself slowly, inexorably being pulled over to my way of thinking? Sorry, Nelson, I'm too captivated by my cave, the captivating cave. Did I mention it's a cave? Is any of this actually necessary for comparing two cards? James, do you even care about the vibes? No, Wheeler, I don't. Typical. But regardless of the fact that James is a giant curmudgeon and doesn't care about vibes and only cares about the schedule, after Wheeler and Nelson struggled so valiantly and found their way to the ends of their completely identical caves, they both discovered at the same time the same thing. A strange, forgotten monument. Could this be what they've been searching for this whole time? Might it be the greatest bit that Loading Ready Run's obscure in-between PPR segment show punt counterpunt has ever produced? Oh my god, could you three just peek behind the monument, figure out your dumb joke, and move on? Chat is confused, the guests I'm sure are ready to go, the time's ticking. Undeterred by criticism and emboldened by narration, our three heroes strode forward, the monument beckoning to them. Oh my god, this is it! This is it! It's the greatest joke we've ever made! Finally, we'll be funny! Finally, it will be over! These nerds are really gonna chuckle to themselves now. Huh. Huh. Oh no. Wow. Well, this has been a very ha-ha spirited discussion, but it's time to move on. Although, do we have any final thoughts about Chupacabra Echo? Well, it was easy to decide on today's Ghost Horsepower rankings. It's also very satisfying to hand this absolutely worthy Chupacabra Echo a four. I think you'll find that Chupacabra Echo not only embodies the ideal specimen of a four, of the ghost horsepower rankings. But it in fact is without a doubt a recipient of a four on the ghost horse power rankings. Uh, hold up. Is it a problem that this is clearly not a horse? This chupacabra is a beast horror spirit? Oh, James, ghost horses are just a state of mind. What is a ghost horse after all, if not a spirit, which is slightly horrible? And at one point, was a beast. While not technically a horse, 
It is a horse at heart. That's right. I think that we have enough room in our hearts to love all ghostly beasts as if they were horses. All right. Good hustle. Regardless of what some people will say about Chupacabra Echo, I think we can all agree that this is a card we'd love to hear from again. (laughs) (laughs) This is our best bit. I thought the D&D episode was good. I liked the one where we killed Nelson. Yeah. Tabernacle.